0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Was There, conversations with eyewitnesses to history. I'm Ron Roberson. And I'm Jeff Trujillo. Yes, you are, sir. And I'm so happy, man, to be with you. Uh,
1: We've been planning this a long time. You remember? We've been talking about it for quite some time. Yeah. 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 Going back several months. And we've been talking about working together. Well, we have been working together for years, but talking about doing something that that was fun for us to do together, just kind of a pet project for, for quite some time, yeah.
0: Right. And I, I tell you, man, I'm excited about doing it uh, again and excited about working with we worked together for so many years. And uh,
1: how, how exactly
0: did we meet? Um,
1: oh, man. Well, we were both very young,
0: yeah. <laughs> starting
1: our careers. And yeah, we, we 30 met. 30 years ago. Uh, I, I, I calculated it was 32 years. Wow. 32 years ago, yeah, wow. that we met. Yeah, I don't know, man. Where were we? I, oh,
0: it was a workshop. There was a workshop going on at Continental Cable Vision. Remember that?
1: <laughs> that's right. One that's of right. many names that yes. <laughs> I used to run those workshops. and so Yes, and yes. you walked in. Yep. Yeah. And, and the light went on, and <laughs> the angels sang. And <laughs> dude,
0: when I walked in there, man, I knew I was at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. I, I knew that. I knew that.
1: Well, and you, right away, I knew you were somebody who was excited about what we were doing and excited to hear more about what we were doing a lot of people back then we would get folks these workshops were to teach people how to create programs that they could put on television and most people just wanted to came in and wanted to be famous public access yeah <laughs> <laughs> public that, access. that was their number one thing I want to be famous but right. but you were interested in the process right and how do how do we make these programs and right. you wanted to know everything from the ground up how, how do you make this happen and so I mean, right away. I was young. I, there was, I had limited knowledge myself. But right. uh, you know, together, I think we put our heads together and learned along the way. And uh, you know, here we are, thirty-two years later.
0: Dude, you trained me, man. <laughs> you showed me the ropes. You you were the one one of few people that even talked to me back in those days. I and, felt
1: sorry for you. Yeah, well, thank <laughs> you. I
0: appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. But uh, you trained me and uh, got me to the point to where I went all the way to CNN Headline News, the local edition. Remember that? You
1: took uh, the, the few little nuggets that I provided just from what I knew, and you took it and ran with it and went way farther than anyone else that uh, I had known in that yeah. career. And, yeah, you ended up on Headline News. and. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and the list of people you've interviewed over the years—it's uh,
0: oh my goodness!
1: People that know you and follow your social media, see—you right. know—I I love how you post pictures of different interviews you're <laughs> conducting at the time, dude. It's a, a who's who, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> it's incredible the it amount of people. Exactly. That you've,
0: and, and I've had some eyewitnesses, too, to yeah. a history. That's, that's right. Time. We'll talk about that in a minute. That's right. But uh, what, what was the purpose? Now, we had talked about doing a show. and We didn't quite know what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. What drove you to this, to this way? You made the decision, let's, let's do this.
1: Well, in our careers, we've been fortunate enough to meet some really interesting people. Right. We just mentioned you've met a lot of celebrities in previous jobs that I've had. I've had the opportunity to be around celebrities, and those are great, and a lot of that is history unfolding before our eyes. But to me, some of the most intriguing stories that I've heard are from everyday people that we've had an opportunity to do an interview on. We were doing a story a few years ago on Veterans Day. Yes. And we happened to do an interview with an elderly gentleman who was in Patton's army. Yes, that interview was incredible the stories I mean he met Patton Mm -hmm. he fought in Patton's army Patton came through spoke to to the troops he told us some pretty harrowing stories about what happened when he was there and Mm -hmm. I walked away from that interview just going man and and there's been so many of those instances that people tell their stories and you're like I wish I could share this with the world I wish and and I tell my friends they're like oh I would have loved to have heard that and so being a fan of history, I'm not a historian, but mm-hmm. I am a fan of history. Yes. And then me and you talk. Right. And when we get going, it's pretty funny. <laughs> the little nuggets of history that you'll throw out someone yeah. like, you're kidding. That right. And then we'll talk about it. And right. what, was, what happened? What was that like? And mm-hmm. so when we talked about doing something fun together, it just kind of seemed natural that – This is something we could do i have friends that have seen some amazing things in history Mm -hmm. you have friends and i think the hope is that by getting a start with our friends and sharing some of these stories it'll blossom yes and and hopefully we'll be able to bring in more folks and absolutely word will pass on and we'll be able to share moments in history that we get to hear with everyone.
0: Absolutely. And that's what we want our listening audience to understand. This is your opportunity to talk about an event or events uh, that you've experienced and been holding all that on the inside. Here's a place for you to let it all out and tell us uh, where you were. doesn't yeah. have to be political. doesn't have to be sports related. It could be anything.
1: It could be anything. And it doesn't have, even have to be super significant. Right. It can be su- just a, a small moment in time that Maybe they didn't know it was history. Well, usually you don't know it's history being made at the time. But something that may have seemed insignificant at the time. But later on, you look back and go, wow, Mm -hmm. I met that person or I was there. I saw that happen. And so that's my goal is just and also just to have fun with you. Right. You know, we We, that's the main thing. Exactly. That's the
0: main thing. You and I used to have some real super deep conversations. Uh, I recall one time getting up and walking out on you. (laughs) (laughs) One time. Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying. probably
1: more than that.
0: (laughs) You know. (laughs) <laughs> but even though a lot of times we disagree, uh, we were never really disagreeable. We were was we at one time. <laughs> We didn't yeah. speak for a day.
1: I think maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: we're working in the same office, folks. <laughs> I'm about, oh, what about six feet from Well, that, that's 12. the thing.
1: We've worked in such close quarters for so long. I mean, if we can if we make it this long for 32 years, I think we're doing okay.
0: <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think you kind of stuck with me, bro. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited about doing this broadcast. I love the format. Uh, and what we're doing and do, we know
1: some stuff. We know some stuff. We, we've um, been pretty fortunate in our careers to be able to be in some pretty amazing situations. Yes. And I've been able to, uh, you know, I'm usually a behind the camera guy. Mm-hmm. You are you were more of, well, you did both. both you were behind yeah. and in front. But I've been fortunate enough to be behind the camera when you're interviewing some pretty famous people. Yes, yes. And it's always fun. And so hopefully we can inform and entertain people along the right. way as we do this.
0: Now, when you're dealing with people, are we talking pe- people that are famous or infamous?
1: Could be both.
0: Okay, it so could be it, either. You met you met a guy named Wolf. Now, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> you bought? A, oh yeah,
0: I did. <laughs> remember you bought a CD and, and the guy called you back and was all excited because yeah. nobody else had bought one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, and we did a, we did a show on him and yeah, that was uh, that was history. <laughs>
0: Public access,
1: public access television was amazing. Public access in the day um, was—it's so hard to describe because people used to say, "You get paid to do this," (laughs) and, and like I said, most people that walk through our doors. They wanted to be famous, right. or they already thought they were famous and, and wanted to share their talent right. with everyone. And yeah. so along the way, we saw the, the good, bad, and the ugly, I think, oh, yeah. of, uh, whole of, lot of the, of ugly. the business. A yeah. whole lot of the ugly. <laughs> but it makes for great stories. And I so was, maybe yeah. we could share some of those here yeah. as well as as we go through these. But rather, um, I
0: got a million of them.
1: <laughs> so, Ron, just through the years, we've talked about different things that we've done and right. seen. And so right. I, I'm curious, as you look back on your life— well, I know that you've seen times in history. Oh, big time, that, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that you could, you could share with us. And so, when you look back, what are some of the most historically significant things that, that you've seen and you've been able to uh, witness?
0: Well, on a scale outside of the infamous, uh, the famous, uh, I think probably the highlight of even my career was when I hooked up with Smokey Robinson. Oh, yeah. I uh, remember when I was doing his yep. commercials and stuff. I even brought him down to the studio yes. and all that kind of stuff when we took pictures. Um, but the historical moment was well, he had a golf tournament in Florida and they invited me down to do all the videos and all that kind of stuff. Man, I was just, man, I was like crazy. Man, I had a VIP pass, you know, walking next to Smokey, you know, <laughs> you couldn't tell me anything, man. I, I had arrived. And so my job was to, to get all the behind-the-scenes shots and uh, get some photos. I was doing video and photos, you know, mm-hmm. for Smokey. And I'm looking at this dude, and I'm going like, wow, man, this guy is a legend. And I'm still here with him. But I don't know, man, what I did that year where the good Lord blessed me so much. But I ended up – now, remember, there were celebrities at his golf tournament. He had a golf tournament uh, to raise money for his foundation, sure. Smokey Robinson Foundation. And so I'm on a golf course with um, – uh, Bo Jackson, oh, wow. you know Lawrence McCutcheon, all all these different athletes. Um, um, uh, what's the what's the crazy guy from the Giants? Uh, L, um, Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> that guy's kind of creepy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Yeah, you better hope he's not listening. W- well, he's old I didn't now. Say anything. <laughs> yeah, he's old now. I, I just hit him at the knees. We're good. Um, <laughs> but uh, and I'm that 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 you would think would have been good enough. Uh-huh. But on the way back. Smokey decided to take a limo back instead of the bus that we were on. And his manager, Earl Bryant, wanted me to ride with them in the limo.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: And in the limo was Smokey Robinson. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Barry Gordy.
1: Oh, holy moly.
0: Barry Gordy 3rd I'm getting chill bumps <laughs> right now, man. I'm not going to lose it right here, right now. Barry Gordy third, And another guy by the name of Don Barden. Now, he may not ring a bell with you because you're a no, really quiet guy. Not familiar. But he was the first African-American to own a casino back in, uh, back east, like Atlantic City somewhere. He 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 was the one that owned the Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. Uh, that He owned all of those. So Holy he was there moly. with Smokey and stuff, and they're paying each other off on golf bets, you know. <laughs> and I'm sitting in there, and I'm just looking at these guys, man, and I'm, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like petrified, you know. Oh my God, should I even be here? I'm not worthy, you know. But uh, that had to be one of my my all time favorites. Uh, how
1: did you not come out of that limo ride without a record contract?
0: <laughs> <laughs> man, I tell you, I, I, I was just blown away. Yeah, you know, I could not believe that. And I'm, you, and you know, you've known me for years. Oh yeah, you know, I don't get starstruck. No, not, you know, not I've seen enough of them. You know, they don't, <laughs> matter of fact, I don't like stars. You know, but man. I'm telling you, man, I, I, I came really, really close to pooping my pants, man. Oh, I uh, bet. You know, um, Smokey Robinson, you know, Don Barton, Barry Gordy. Man,
1: man, that's a, a heck of a ride.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it, man. You want another one? Or yeah, want, yeah. Let's um, hear it. The, the next one, remember the show we did? We we used to do a program called The Pulse Media. Oh, yeah. And I bought in a guest, and I didn't really realize who the guy was. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but he was kin to my ex-wife. They were kin. And um, his name is Billy Houston. I'm saying the name wrong, but I, but that's his other name. But he has a stage name. I'm just going to leave it at that. But he was married to Etta James. Oh, wow. And he was part of a group called the Moonglows. Okay. The Moonglows. And they had a hit record, about the Ten Commandments of Love or something something like that or what have you. But I didn't realize it was standing in front of me with this iconic figure who was married to Etta James yeah. and even had a son by Etta James. Wow. And we had the pictures and everything to prove it, you know. And that can, so that kind of blew me away. And
1: you were kin through marriage.
0: Well, let's At the time. We, we really don't want to go into that, right? <laughs> that's another show, you know. I was there, yeah.
1: <laughs> but still, there's a brush with fame. Mm-hmm. That Yes, you know,
0: yes, yes.
1: That's pretty incredible.
0: I met Ronald Reagan one time.
1: I remember you telling me that a long you. time ago. It so you, yeah, this is a story that you got to tell.
0: That was of one of the few times you were actually listening to me. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Ronald Reagan, huge fan, huge fan, yeah, one of my heroes. Here I go.
0: know, folks. Here we go. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was a foster child. Right. I was raised in foster homes, and they had this big thing at the Hollywood Bowl where all the foster kids came. And they put on a big show for them and all that kind of stuff. They had clowns and all that kind of stuff. And somehow or another, I ended up, uh, uh, around the corner and kind of semi backstage and standing back there was Ronald Reagan getting ready to go on. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. So I, I didn't know any difference. I said, hi, my name is Ronald too. <laughs> and he says, well, that's just great kid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And so, um, and he said, he said something, I don't remember the, the exact conversation we had, but he spoke to me for a little bit. Uh-huh. I think he was just asking me, you know, how I was doing and that kind of just yeah. general talk. And he says, well, I've got to go now. And I'm just sitting there and I didn't know how big he was. I was a teenager, man. Well, that wasn't even a teenager. I was like around 10, 11, uh-huh. you know, so I didn't know who he was. And this is kind of like what we're talking about. Yeah. with Some of the stories yeah. you want from people, you may have met somebody who wasn't quite as famous then. That's right. But he later on became president. And I remember. And then you look back and go, wait, that was that I guy. Met I was, him. That's right. Yeah. I was there. Yep, I, I was I was there. <laughs> I <laughs> there was, <he> was there. <laughs> And then, uh, we're gonna make this another story, um, as we, as we, uh, Continue on this podcast, uh-huh. and we're going to bring it up later on. And you know which one it is. We're going to make that a story by ourselves, a standby story. <laughs> I have
1: a feeling I know where we're going. That was
0: the day that, when we met Lou Ferrigno. That, that
1: was the infamous <laughs> Lou Ferrigno day, and that yeah, I think I don't think we'll have enough time on this. No, podcast, no, 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 no. But that, that is one of the the greatest <laughs> stories that, uh, and one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And we'll we will get into that with detail. Yes, not on this first episode, but. Well, no, we'll, no, get, we'll get, get there come. eventually. We got
0: to tell that story. Yeah. We got to tell that story,
1: yeah. dude.
0: Now, enough about me. Uh-huh. You, you were in a hot spot, man, for entertainment and almost anybody that was somebody passed right by. History was passing by you on
1: a daily basis. Ah, uh, yeah. So you're referring to? I've told you stories about it during my college years. Mm-hmm. I had uh, the great fortune to work at a recording studio. I was a security guard. And- uh, had Did you a, wear a uniform, Jim? You had to wear a shirt, slacks, and tie. I did that for four years. At the end of that four years, I was like, "I, I got to get a job where I don't have to wear a tie anymore." Did they give you?
0: A, <laughs> did you have a gun with one bullet? You know, we did have pocket? a we
1: did have a gun, and I I was not into guns at the time, so I we were supposed <laughs> to carry the gun, and I always refused to carry the gun. Uh, I just kept it in the drawer, right? And uh, I never had to use it. Never we pulled it out. One bullet. Uh, half a bullet. And it, well, one bullet, and it was a blank. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I worked at a recording studio. I, I was a security guard uh, for a recording studio called Lionshare Share Recording Studios that was owned by Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And later on by an associate of Kenny Rogers, who was uh, a great boss that I had. And, um, you know, and, and during that time, it was one of the premier recording studios in Los Angeles in the mid-'80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, I mean, it was just – a parade of celebrities coming through there and we were the initial greeters and so when they'd come through the door it was our job to greet them mm-hmm. uh make them feel comfortable take them to there was three studios and we would find out which studio they were uh, you know going to be working in right escort them to the studios and uh yeah it it uh you know i was an observer basically in that role but it put me kind of front seat to you know, seeing the all these famous people coming through the door and uh, got a, a glimpse at how records were made and how the recordings were made and everything. And it was just, it was such a, and at the time, I, I don't know that I appreciated it, but it's one of those deals. You look back and you go, holy moly. They, You know, they they did uh, some of the recording, the re-recording and the mixing for We Are the World yeah. there. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and the overdubbing and we, I mean... On a daily basis, I'd go to college. I was going to college. I'd go in the morning. I, I worked the swing shift, 2 to 10. And most of the recording takes place at night. Right. And so during the day, the offices were open at night. They'd do the recording. And so, uh, you know, you'd get to work. I'd look at the at the sheet. Okay, here's who's coming in today. And I mean, I mean, uh, on a regular basis, it's like, holy smokes. Well, give Any, us some names, oh, man. man. Come on, bro. I mean, everybody from... Uh, Oh my gosh, well we are the world. Everybody who sang in Stevie, on that song came you know, through there. I mean you've got Stevie Wonder, you've got uh Michael, uh, Michael Jackson, uh-huh. uh you've got um and and, and uh, Jermaine Jackson, we we had uh oh my gosh, there's so there's Cindy so Cindy Lauper. I think Cindy Lauper came yeah, through. She yeah, she's in there. Yeah, yeah she Lopper. came through. Um, she was in We
0: of The World, I believe. Yeah.
1: yeah. What The producer. What's his name? Uh, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Yeah. My, mm-hmm. One of my favorite guys was Quincy Jones. And I'll, I'll I'll just tell a quick story. Oh, is this the one yeah, uh, yeah. about
0: your wife? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so uh,
1: I, who I was dating at the time. And <laughs> and uh, she was coming to visit me. And I was doing my rounds. And I knew she was due. There was no cell phones back then. And right. so I knew she was you know due to be there. And I come down from my rounds. It's nighttime. The, the parking lot's dark our, our entrance faced the parking lot and as I, I look out and i see her car and i see the hood is up mm. and it, it's overheating yeah. and it just steam and and i'm like oh my gosh that's her car and so i start walking out there and i see that as i get closer i see there's a man there and we had a hose out back and he has a hose and he's spraying down her, her radiator mm. and as i'm getting closer i'm like holy mackerel that's quincy jones <laughs> And she's standing there talking to him, and I just came up. I'm like, "I got it, sir," you know. And and he was the nicest guy. I mean, and he was just, "No, he's I'm okay," and uh, just helped us out and helped her out. And I mean, it was just, you know, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I said to her, "I'm like, do you know that is?" She's like, "No." I was like, "Quincy Jones?" Oh no, she didn't. She didn't know. She didn't realize who Quincy Jones was. But I mean, you know, on a regular basis, uh, Jose Feliciano was just a what a. He's Tell the just, truth. Tell the Oh truth. no, just a crazy dude. I mean, just in a fun way. Oh, One good. day, he and his uh, his entourage come down. And it was him, his wife, and his manager. And they come down, and you know, my job was to guard the parking lot and guard the facility. And they come down, and he's got a baseball bat, and you know, they they're leaning him down, and his wife has a mitt, and uh, <laughs> oh. his manager has a baseball. And I'm and they're walking out to the parking lot. And I go, what are you guys doing? And they go, oh, We're going to play some baseball. And I'm like, What? <laughs> and I'm like, You guys can't do it. You know, we had super luxurious cars. out. I'm like, yeah. you guys can't do that. And they're like, oh no. And they're, they're setting up. His wife gets behind him. You know, his manager gets in from, he's got the back. <laughs> and they, they sat there and played baseball for 10 minutes while I was just sweating bullets. And, <laughs> and his manager finally said, he never hits the ball. <laughs> don't worry about it, I was, but I'm like, guys, please don't put any dents in these cars, you know. But um, just the nicest guy, just, just, yeah. a, you know, just really Jose Feliciano. And, Oh my gosh! And uh, yeah, on, baby, so I mean, there was fire. there was a million of them. I mean, Barbara Streisand was in there. How was she? Um,
0: was she nice to you?
1: She was always very businesslike to us. But when she left, she went through and she gave. I mean, we were peons, you know, as, as security guys. She gave every single person in our studio a bottle of wine. Um, a really nice bottle of wine, and said with a little card that said, "Thank you for helping watch the place while I was here." I mean, Dude, did a, you really say missed, that? You know, I, for a long time I did. Come on, man!
0: I know that'd be I, worth something right I, about I, now. You
1: know what? I think I didn't store it right because I didn't know anything <laughs> about wine at the time. But uh, we tried to drink it, you know, years later, and I think it had gone bad. <laughs> 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 that was my fault, not her fault. But I mean, uh. you know, but being able to j- just see some of these these folks, it was yeah. a, a pretty amazing experience.
0: How was Kenny Rogers?
1: The nicest man, super nice. I mean, it was a real blessing to have that job. And luckily, I was able, I was really fortunate to, a a lot of the friends I grew up with also worked at this place. And so it was such a great opportunity in that I worked with my friends. We were all seeing these amazing things, you know, we would all share stories with each other and... um, And our boss was great. Um, Kenny was great. I mean, it was just, uh, I used to have to pick up our paychecks at his house. At his house? At his house in Beverly Hills. How was he
0: living, man? Was it nice? Plush?
1: Yeah. I mean, nicest house I'd ever seen up to that time, you know? It was, up in the Hollywood Hills and uh, yeah. It was a pretty special time.
0: Did, Did you realize the, you know, the enormity of the people that you were meeting and the status of the folks that it registered with you at that age? you know
1: not really i mean i think i think the one that really blew me away was i was a big Beatles fan and george martin came in oh, wow. one time and i was he like knew who he was yeah yeah, oh, wow. because I I had, I was a big Beatles fan and when he came in I was like wow that's wow. George Martin and so there were times that were like that you know David Lee Roth came in and yeah. he was he was a lot of fun and one day he came down and he goes I'm I'm going to McDonald's I'm buying cheeseburgers for everybody who wants a cheeseburger you guys want cheeseburgers and we are like yeah okay and he you know he pulls away in his Mercedes comes back with a huge bag of cheeseburgers and starts throwing cheeseburgers at everybody and so he bought us all lunch and so did, that you, was did you cool. say that cheeseburger I then? didn't say the cheeseburger I should have. <laughs> It'd probably still be good to this very day. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, for, you know, fortunate to be able to see some of those things. And you there four years? And... I was there about forty years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Got me through college. The greatest job for college that I could have ever imagined. Right, so, right. Yeah. Oh, so, and
0: so you just worked there throughout your college, and then, uh, then you just left? Uh...
1: And then I started working in cable, in cable, which is where we met. Right, right. To go full right. circle. And right. then I met somebody really famous when you walked through the door, so... Ah, oh, dude, there you go. dude, come on, man!
0: <laughs> you didn't have to go there. You you already got the job. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, before we go, we, we've got about what? What do we got about another five minutes or yeah, so? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do we? Do you want to get into um, one of the big events that happened in my yeah, life? Or yeah, yeah.
1: I do. I think we
0: can do it in five
1: minutes. Well, uh, because we've talked about it a little bit, right, right. And we, I think, we realized that we were actually <laughs> in, in different points of our lives, we but some, we were in the yeah. same place. Roughly, at the same time.
0: Viewing the same thing.
1: Viewing the same thing. From different
0: perspectives. Absolutely. And it's kind of deep, man. So we're talking about the 1965 riots. Yep. And... can I, did I? Do I dare say that I got an Emmy nomination for uh, the Absolutely. Watts Towers and, and we dealt with the Watts years, Riots? Years
1: up. later, you produced a story right. on, uh, what's his name, Simon Rodea? Simon Rodea. Rodea. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and on the Watts Towers. Yeah. And so you went down there and did yes. a whole story and you were lucky enough to be nominated for an Emmy. Yeah. That's now, I don't, know, I don't
0: you know how it all started and that kind of stuff. There's different variations of it. Mm-hmm. But all I know that it kicked off and when it kicked off, I was on 130th in Willowbrook in Compton at the time. Uh And I was able to go up on the railroad tracks where the old red car would come down. And I could look down towards Watts, which was only just a few, a couple of miles away. And I could see the place in flames. Yeah. And I knew something was going on. I knew something was crazy. And then you look at television. And television then was a little different than it is now. But nevertheless, you were able to see some of the turmoil and things that were going on. It was a very scary time. Now, what were you seeing at the at end? The well,
1: so mine is very hazy because it's one of my first memories. Right. I mean, I was, I was two. So I don't remember a lot. I've heard a lot through what my parents told me they experienced during that time. Right. What I, but evidently the story that my parents said was I was playing in the yard. My parents grew up on Missouri Avenue and Alameda. And Mm -hmm. so Watts was, I looked on a map recently when we were talking about this Mm -hmm. just to see where the the riots broke out. Right. We were within a quarter mile where it broke out. I didn't realize we were that close and my parents had saved their money and they were built a house right on the corner there of missouri and alameda and they were a young couple i had come along i was playing in the yard i guess and uh, my mom said a police officer pulled up and uh said ma'am please take your son in the house it's not safe out here right mm-hmm. now and it's not going to be safe now what i re- i don't remember that what i remember is i remember my my father I remember there was a lot of commotion, but I remember my father and both of my grandfathers who also lived on that same street mm-hmm. and my cousin coming into the house with rifles Wow! Um, to guard, you know, because right. the, the fear was that the riots were going to spill over mm-hmm. the railroad tracks, which lie in Alameda there right. and come towards our property and they were burning everything. Yes. And so the threat was that they were going to start burning houses. Mm-hmm. And so... They came in the house. I remember, I I can clearly remember seeing that and thinking, those are guns, Mm -hmm. you know, which I'd seen on TV, but I'd never seen in person. And then I remember we, my mom took us and I remember my mom was crying and we went to stay at my, me, my mom and my grandmother went to stay at my aunt's in Bellflower. Mm -hmm. And so we stayed there for the duration of the rides, which I think went. I think it was six days or yeah, eight days six, yeah, or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something like I that. I read a yeah. little bit about the riots just kind of brushing up on it. Right. And uh, I mean, right. holy moly, what a time, you know,
0: scary time, especially for a kid. I was, or I was a sophomore in high school yeah. uh, at, at Centennial. And um, I remember the burnings. Um, and then of course I got all excited and uh, we were a gang of kids together. And uh, somebody broke into Hudson's shoe store on the corner of El Segundo and Willowbrook. And I went in there too, you know, and, uh-huh. Uh, while everybody's grabbing stuff and running out, I was in there trying on shoes. You know, <laughs> I want to make sure mine fit. <laughs> but uh, all that stuff, man, we went into some of the, the, the local pharmacy and I grabbed a bunch of junk. I was grabbing stuff that I didn't even need yeah. and went to take the stuff home and, my foster parents at the time uh, said, "You're not bringing that stuff in here." And I thought, "Let's get that stuff out of here." So I never got anything. We were drinking. It was hot. It was the hot I had never felt that kind of heat before. Really? It was really hot. Hot from was, the
1: weather because it was it was August, right? Yes, it and was hot. hot from the weather. From and, the weather and the fire, I would imagine too. And, I read that there was mm-hmm. something like 800 buildings burned.
0: Uh huh. Uh, yeah
1: eight hundred buildings were burned in fact, I, I looked at some of the some of the stats There was thirty four people killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was two policemen and one fireman mm-hmm. in, included in the thirty four There was a thousand people injured. There was four thousand arrests. Wow. And in the end, there was forty million dollars in property damage that wow. was done during that riot. Well,
0: and some of that stuff has never recovered. Uh, you can go up on Vermont or some of the other areas and yeah. where there were riots, and that stuff was never rebuilt. Right. Um, but
1: I can tell you, my family—it affected my parents. I think their entire lives because right. they had saved their entire lives, uh, you know, savings and put right. it into that house. That house we ended up. There was an incident uh, following the riots where my father. Um, was assaulted by a group of people who were breaking car win- windshields and they were breaking our windshield. My dad was a, mm. was a former Marine mm-hmm. and came out and confronted him, not thinking. And they threw him against the car and they were, they were hitting him and he got out of it. Okay. My mom was hysterical. And mm-hmm. at, at that point they said, that's it. We're out of here. And we're, we're moving. And they moved, they kept the house for a few years. It be, they, they turned it into a rental. Mm-hmm. But one of my memories as a kid was every time – they couldn't keep a, a, a steady tenant in that house because the neighborhood got rough, really like, bad, quickly. Yeah. And uh, when, whenever the house was, was empty, mm-hmm. it would get broken into and they'd spray graffiti all over the walls. And mm-hmm. so as a kid, I used to have to go on the weekends and we'd have to paint that house. I bet I painted that house four times mm-hmm. you know, on the interiors because yeah. they would they would damage – they finally sold it. But it really put them – behind the eight ball financially for a very long time, you yep. know, the, the loss of that house. And it, from what they say, it was such a nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They had grown up on that street, both right. my mom and dad and my grandparents had, yeah. had lived there for a number of years, but I never knew it as a nice neighborhood. I think we were out of there by the time I was, three or four because of it had turned so quickly.
0: Yeah. And while you all were enjoying the comforts of home uh, (laughs) and all wrapped up in yourselves uh, uh, around the television, um, enter the national guard for me. Yeah. And I had never seen anything like that. And that's oh, when that's when it got real. Even for me at, you know, what was that, 15, sure. 15 years old? When I saw the National Guard, then they put a curfew. So you had to be off the streets, man. They were not playing. Yeah. And uh, they had the rifles with bayonets on it, man. I'd never seen that, yeah. you know. And so uh, it was a real scary time for a kid uh, like me. And like I say, the stuff that I had taken, I wasn't allowed to keep. I kept nothing. You know, mm-hmm. but it was just a big mess, big chaos. People were running everywhere and just just crazy, man. And um, finally, uh, that's what shut it down. National Guard came in mm-hmm. and, you know, we were, you know, had to stay in the house and couldn't go anywhere.
1: And uh, that's the last I remember of it uh, outside of the aftermath when it was over. Now, how did that event and seeing those things, What what kind of impression did that make on you, both the craziness and the... Mm-hmm and the authority that came in to do that. And how did that affect you beyond that event?
0: Yeah. You know, at the time, the frenzy getting caught up in the frenzy of it all Uh uh, was, was, kind of an adrenaline rush for me. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, man, I realized that they had burned down everything within our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So we had to go clear across into Gardena somewhere to get food and stand in lines and all that kind of stuff. And I shook my head and I'm saying, you know, it's got to be a better way than this. Yeah. You know, than to burn the entire city down. You know, that's right. that, that 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 that's got to be crazy, you know. And so I vowed that I'd never and remember, there's been several riots and uprisings, whatever you want to call them. I was going them, to say it repeated
1: itself uh, years later. Right. Like and of course,
0: too. I had nothing to do with that stuff. Don't, you know, <laughs> the, the, neither the, did I. There was, there was a guy running with a TV or something that got caught on TV and people are saying that it looked like me, but it, it, it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, what a what a, a good question, man. Um, it, it, it was impressive to me. And now that I'm thinking about you on a serious note, um, it it, it frightened me Mm -hmm. to know that things could get out of hand so quickly and how easily I could have been killed out there, man. You know, I'm in there trying on shoes, and all of a sudden the place catches on fire. I whoosh! You know, yeah. and it, I realized later on in life, there's all kind of different people in a frenzy with all different types of agendas, yep. you know, and some are just caught up in the madness and others are there to strategically start to steal stuff. Mm-hmm. Then there's others to come in to destroy, Yeah, you know, and um, I learned uh, not to be any of those guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, did, I mean, years later, you know, you did the story. Uh, I the the, the story. watch riots. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I took a friend uh, over there yeah, several years ago, and yeah. uh, I said, "Oh, you never been to Watts Towers? Let's yeah. go see." After you had done that story, right? And we drove in there, and I was like, "Holy smokes! This place <laughs> has never recovered right. from from that. It yeah. was a it's a scary place. Yeah. still. I mean, areas within mm-hmm. there. Yep. and well, you can see that it really just it it, it never recovered. No,
0: no. But
1: that little spot right there where you were. Yes. Where, where the, when you the actually get to the are, towers. Yeah,
0: that's a safe zone. Yes. That place was never touched during the riots. That's and true. And remember, it, 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 it was an Italian immigrant that yes. built that. Yep. You know, it wasn't a black person or anything like that. But for some reason, that became sacred ground and still is. Yes. As long as you're on that little stretch of land, you're pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so this yeah. a great time, man. I, gosh, we could go on forever, oh, well, man. I know. You know, I know. I, I, that's what we tend to do. <laughs> I know, but well, we don't want to bore, bore anybody. But I hope people are, you know, understand and. Kind well, of I mean, I yeah, hopefully
1: this gives a little taste of who we are and kind yes. of our friendship and and where we come from. I'm really looking forward to getting some other folks in here so yes. that we can hear their stories. Yes, and hear them share what we they want to hear saw you. when they were there. Yeah, get their perspective. Again, it, it doesn't have to be major historical events. It could be. Just little things that have, little things. have, you know, turned out to blossom and become something significant, yeah. and, and has affected us. So um, yeah. yeah, I can't I can't wait to uh, yeah. to and it's it, we're also having fun here. So yes, yeah,
0: absolutely, you know, having a good time with it as well. So we hope you enjoyed this broadcast. Uh, uh, we can't wait to do the next one.
1: Podcast. Uh,
0: Oh, what did I say? (laughs) Broadcast? (laughs) What's the difference between a broadcast and a podcast? You know,
1: I'm still trying to figure that out.
0: So is a pod more... I mean, a
1: pod, you have to go find it. And a broad, you... Put it out there oh, okay. over the airwaves. I don't
0: know. Dude, that was pretty deep, man. You oh. just made that up right now, did I did. You? Yeah. That's
1: good. <laughs> You're good, man. It's
0: like some of the assignments you gave me back in the day, you just made them up. You know?
1: That's how we how we roll, right? <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but we hope folks will uh, tune in and we hope you enjoyed this program. And we're looking forward to seeing you on our next one. I, I'm just excited. So uh, we've got a we got a lot of stuff coming up. So yep,
1: yep. can't stay wait. Tuned you know, I, I appreciate everyone for being patient. Uh, yes. This is new to us. I've never done this before. Right. You, I know you've done shows. I'm usually behind the camera, behind the microphone kind of right. a guy. So this is all new for me. So did well, man. I'll try not to step on your toes too much. Yeah, stay off me, my toes,
0: brother. I'm, I'm off them. Then again, <laughs> you know, you, you walk on the top, so I'll walk on the <laughs> bottom. No problem. All right, folks, we hope to see you next time on I Was There. I'm Ron Roberson. I'm Jeff Trujillo. We'll see you next time.